When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw. Fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. Here we go. What are you doing? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Cyclone Nation, welcome back. Meyer to Blythe podcast. K State, game week. Took a week off. We're back. Iowa State's back. We don't have to watch those stupid Hawkeyes anymore. We can watch our Cyclones this week. Um, but that's that's not why we're here. That's not I what know, we're here to talk about. We're here. we're here to talk about. No, the, what we're here to talk about is uh, Brett Meyer. Listen, no, 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 can we no. release? Can it be released yet? Is it release even out there? Want. But let me do this. It's Meyer Blythe podcast. Okay, sorry. I'm your host Brett Meyer, joined as always by Todd Blythe, my co-host Todd. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. What's going on? What's new? I'm I'm here to talk about Brett Meyer being inducted into the Iowa High School Hall of Fame. Round of applause, Brett Meyer going in. Legendary quarterback from Atlantic High School, state champion, MVP of the whatever you call it, the Dome State Title. What 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 is the official MVP award you got? I think it was just. The all I think it was. Let's for, not don't play the humble game. Well, with I'll me. just say, tell you what it is. It's like for the every, for the dome, and you know who yeah. was you know who was all class MVP. You know who was so mad that I got it was Scales because he he ran for like a thousand yards in two games. <laughs> <laughs> scales is a monster in high school. Anyway, no, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Um, so yeah, just wanted to lead off, let the people know that our uh, our wonderful host here and, and former quarterback at Iowa State is finally overdue but finally getting into the uh, iowa high school football hall of fame okay so first off thank you second off um second off i don't know what i'm supposed to say it first off do you say second what do you say first off i don't know whatever anyway i'll say this two things you're already in you got in first which i think was just terrible no i'm kidding you deserved it but um <laughs> overdue so part of like i got the call Guy sends me an email from like the communications department. It's like, hey, give me a call. I'm like, okay. Just gave him a call. Hey, congratulations, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, who else is going in? He's like, um, okay, so your coach, Dan McCarney. How is coach? First off, that's awesome. I'm probably more excited about like that's pretty cool. Him you going to go in, in with him. Yeah, yeah, and being there with him. And then some guy named um uh this guy played at Iowa. He's an offensive lineman. I don't know. What's his name? Um, no, is um that coach Matt going in is, uh, is, um, way overdue, but you know, who knows, maybe they had to wait till he was done coaching. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it'll be cool to get him back. It'll be cool to go in with him. 
Um, yeah. yeah, the other guy you were you were telling me earlier uh, is it Robert Gallery that was yeah, going in? I'm just joking. Yeah, is he, uh, yeah, never never heard of her. Yeah, um, he went on to have a decent little career, I think. Uh, number yeah, number two overall pick and number two overall pick. I think he played in, what ten years in the league, something like that. But uh, but yeah, it'll be. Um, and I think that the people from last year who was uh, who were inducted are going in this year because they didn't obviously have it last year because of COVID. Oh yeah, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's um, like there's a uh, some kind of deal at halftime of the. 5a now state title game which is um i think it's november 19th he said i don't and know i'll be there though with my wearing my brett meyer, meyer uh, atlantic jersey no, i'm putting you on a do my not, black and gold number do seven. not invite list anyway <laughs> it's like we're supposed to have our baby that monday the following monday so i told him like yeah you know i'm put me down as a maybe i'd love to come <laughs> baby somehow comes early then we won't be there but uh yeah man it's uh it's cool. Testament. Obviously we had uh, a lot of good coaching and teammates and um, just everything went from Atlantic on through Iowa state. So yeah, it's fun. Something I'm Very sure cool, you, man. Congratulations. Yeah. What was your, what was your feeling when you got that, got the call? Uh, same thing. I mean, just a, just a cool call to get. Um, I, it was kind of out of the blue. I didn't even expect it. Um, I mean, yeah, to be going, I went in with Sage, which was cool. So another, uh, you know, Iowa State legend and a, and a guy I've gotten to know over the years. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just very cool, very humbled, very honored to be able to go on a. I mean, it's a heck of a list with uh, you know all the greats that have ever gone through Iowa high school football, um, and to get recognized for that for you know for the the work you did for your high school. It's kind of cool to, you know, you and I, I think we both get a lot of recognition and and you know stuff for what we did in college at Iowa state, which, which is, is awesome. And I think we both can, I can say that we love every minute of that, but, uh, to be able to get recognized, um, for, for what we did in high school for our hometowns and, and our, our high schools, uh, was pretty cool. Cause it, that, that part of it doesn't happen as much. So, um, very cool, but. Yeah, I would have to agree. Hopefully, um, I'd like, hopefully my, uh, my high school coach <laughs> and some others could, can join in i'll definitely invite him but uh yeah pretty cool so and i'm sure atlantic will probably be wrapping up their state time I'm kidding we're oh, God. <laughs> not quite at the level of the state title game this year but uh is indianola gonna be there probably not since well who knows now that you're not there it might be better so. okay moving we're just gonna move on then let's go let's talk about k-state now that we've officially got into the meyer insulting blythe portion of meyer to blythe um what do you think what do you know about k-state I don't know much other than their record. And then uh, I will say, if anybody's looking for uh, a preview of this game, K-State's website has a incredibly in-depth preview of the game and then also uh, just their team and their uh, kind of a recap of their season overall. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's gonna, this game is always close. It doesn't matter what the records are coming in. This game is always tight. They, we, you know, both teams play each other tight. I didn't realize, I mean, we haven't, we haven't beaten these guys um, at their place in a long, long time. 2004. Remember that game? Where we yeah, got I think, yeah, that was then, that the last time. Yeah. yeah we, Marcus we came back a, and yeah, Marcus six had a pick six and then Cephas forced a fumble. And I think Mosier might've recovered it or someone, maybe somebody did. And then, yeah, we came back um, from, I, I forget what we were doing. We were down a bunch. We came back and that's what made us bowl eligible. Um, so yeah, I remember that I remember game. That. Um, that's, uh, I threw yeah, it's been, uh, Todd Miller. Yes, Todd Miller had a touchdown on a, on a slant. Just big body and people out there, all five foot eight, five foot nine of them. That might be being generous. Sorry, Mills. 
Um, but no, they they got their quarterback last last uh, back last week um, when they or at least uh, two weeks ago last time they played against Oklahoma. Uh, I, I mean, Skylar Thompson, he's been around for a long time. He's played a lot of uh, played a lot of football for him. He's a good player, um, and obviously he showed it. Just the difference that he makes coming back. They gave Oklahoma everything they could handle and, and almost pulled off the upset and the, and the comeback there in the in the fourth quarter. Um, and yeah, I think it was a... what thirty seven thirty one. It ended up. Yeah, uh, they but, played. A I mean, just a real ball. close game. Yeah, I'm looking at the. This is crazy. So our, our game from 2004, we were down. Basically, we outscored them in the fourth quarter, 28 to six. <laughs> but 28 in the fourth quarter. Jeez. Yeah. So we had. Let's just look at this here. It's kind of crazy. We had. Yeah, they, they turned. We they turned the ball over four times, and we turned the ball over. <laughs> we didn't have any turnovers. So. Yeah, like. Todd Miller touchdown, extra point. Stevie Hicks had his Stevie had his long run touchdown. Mm-hmm. Marcus Hicks had his pick. Yeah, so we had like essentially three touchdowns in the final like two minutes of the game, something like that. So, yeah, that was a fun day. That was a fun celebration there in the in the corner uh, with all of our fans that had come down. I do remember that? Yeah, K State, the Bill Snyder family. Speaking, stadium. you know, to since we're kind of going back in time here and, and talking history to, to our days playing against K-State. Um, so do you think the comparison is made between their current running back, this, you know, Deuce Vaughn, um, to, uh, to a guy we played against, um, Sproles. Do you think that's a fair comparison outside of just height? I mean, Deuce Vaughn, um, he's, a, he's a heck of a player. He's put up really good numbers. He's put up – he's had over 100 scrimmage yards in, in every game this year. Uh, I don't know if you've watched him much. I've watched him. I mean, he is quick. He's good out of the backfield. He's he's a dynamic runner. But man, Sproles was something special. That's it's almost disrespectful, in my opinion, to to compare this kid to uh, um, to what Darren Sproles did in college, and then obviously did it for a long, long time in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if if the topic ever comes up, like you know, sometimes <laughs> you know how people always are like, you see this a lot on social. This is kind of like a one-off tangent, but. People are always like, man, I get asked all the time. It's like, I think people make that up. <laughs> like, oh, you see, you see it once or all the time. You see it once or twice. Well, I'm and just all saying, sudden, like, on, you know, on social media, it's like, people always ask me, it's like, do they really, or you just want to say this? So I don't get asked this question a lot, but I have been asked before, like, who's the best person you played against? And for me, the answer is always Adrian Peterson's like number one. Yeah. It's like, he's like tier one. And then number two would probably be, you know, Sproles is kind of right there. Like he mm-hmm. was, he was awesome. He was unbelievable. Like do you nobody, remember him? He couldn't tackle him. Do you remember him shaking down Greedy uh, in the in the hole? Yeah, like Greedy like, came up to meet him in the hole, and there's I'm not kidding, probably a hole that was only a guy his size could fit through. I mean, it was probably yeah, it was, 18 to 24 inches across, and and our safety came up and didn't tackle him. And Greedy didn't and, miss a lot of tackles. No, Greedy was ever. a Greedy was a fantastic safety. He was a very sure tackler and, and, and a great player, but Sproles was, that dude was built different. I mean, yeah, literally built awesome. different. He was very, very yeah, small. Was, and I mean, to be but, that, to be that size and play, I mean, what do you play 15 years in the league? And yeah, I bet he played like, 14, 15 years. And he was a guy that was like San Diego moved on from him and like every team wants him. And then New yep. Orleans moved on and he goes to like, he was unbelievable. Like he was sick. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, this Deuce Vaughn kid is pretty good. He's averaging about five yards a carry. He's obviously, you know, I'm sure they use him in a screen game and in the past game averages about 10 yards of reception. He's a good player, but you know, I don't know. It's just one of those natural comparisons, right? I mean, if you get, 
a back who looks like somebody and is, is halfway decent, it's going to be a comparison there. So, yeah, it's just like how coming out, coming down the draft, you were probably compared to every black quarterback, just like I was only compared to every white receiver <laughs> in, in the free draft process. Yeah, um, anyway, just fun, a funny little anecdote. I was, Matt Jones, the big dude, was that him? He was like, Yeah, Matt Jones. I was always compared to like Joe Jurovicious and uh, Drew Bennett, that was at the Titans at the time. It's like one time, but anyway, uh, just looking at like um, a breakdown of the series. So, all time, this is uh, I think it's the second long. Longest I read somewhere. Um, yeah, the, one of the longest. I don't know which one. Uh, the of the longest like consecutive meetings. Like it's 105 consecutive meetings. This will be the 105th consecutive uh, season that we've played against each other. So we played 104, and Iowa State actually leads the series. We don't lead a lot of all-time series. <laughs> um, we lead this one 51, 49, uh, and then four ties thrown in there as well. Um, so we actually lead this, this series, but it is after 104 games, um, there's only two game difference here. So it's a, it's a very good matchup through the years for sure. Yeah. That's, um, look at you, <laughs> Brent Bloom, stat guy over here. Just, well, I'm reading this off K-State's website uh, now. Let's, yeah. let's be completely honest. I'll be are, completely transparent here. They, they did a heck good. of a job of research. Yeah. But I mean, Kansas state, if you look at their games this year, uh, started off good win with Stanford, who's starting to play a little bit better. Um, and then kind of played two nobodies and then, you know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state who are going to be a lot of teams, obviously. And yeah. Both those teams are right in the top, top 12 top right now. Yeah. So. I think Oklahoma state's crazy enough as being led by their, they always have a few guys that are, you know, defensively are like, you're supposed to be somewhere else. And they end up at Oklahoma state and just mm -hmm. kind of always have a quarterback running back receiver. So those are two good teams, but yeah, I mean, we have it one down there and you know, our last probably what's a long, long time. It's been that long. So, um, I mean, again, the, the formula for us is always the same, right? Defense needs to show up, can't have an off day. Like Baylor got behind and it cost us, right? We're not good enough offensively to be able to overcome that. And then our guys on offense, and you know, we need to get – it really has to be like, you know, Brock shows up and is it's Brocktober. I got my T-shirt. I'm going to be rocking it Saturday at the house. Damn right. Again. <laughs> Brocktober. Um, he's got to show up, which he's done, and continually get better throughout the year like he's shown us. And then – get Brees going. And then our offense, the guys, Charlie and, you know, Xavier get them involved. But I think up front is the main thing offensive line wise. We just have to play better. Um, especially in the run game to get some push and get Brees going and, you know, protect Brock. So we don't have to be in our, you know, 13 and 12 personnel the whole day. And, and hopefully we oh my get, gosh. get some receivers and some speed on the field and, and spread them out. I know that's that. become like our identity and I don't want to go off on this, but I'm, oh, you and I have talked like, offline and i'm so sick of seeing three tight ends out there yeah i mean that's it's you know it's worked in the past i think the one thing about that is you're gonna have tighter as a quarterback tight ends obviously are not as is all as your throws are going to be under yeah. under 15 yards well not that it's just you're gonna have to do on the tighter windows and there's some quarterbacks where it's just life is so easy for them because you know, it's, it's bubble screens and it's, it's, it's using the width of the field and, and it's space it's yeah. matchups and it's just adjustments and space. And you're never having to throw in the tight windows where it's brought. That's one thing where I think Brock's probably going to be better prepared for the next level is he's going to, he's, he's done that for four years. He's throwing the tight windows timing and he's experienced with that. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. And 
you know, obviously we're not going to come out and change our offense and go five wide, but well, we no. should, Brett. We should. We should. I know. I know. I, I don't know that K State's ever been known as like a crazy home field advantage from like a noise standpoint, but for whatever reason, we can't win down there. I know that the Paul Rhodes game where we had the the worst non call pass interference on the oh, well, my they gosh. called it and picked up the flag, and it was like that's that's what hurt. Literally yep. giving him a bear hug, and then you know we uh, we could have taken a knee, and we decided not to, and didn't end up well. But uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see how we come out in this game with. Uh, after a bye week, I mean that you know everyone always talks about how important it is to uh, a midseason bye week to come out, you know, with making any adjustments that you need to through the first four, five, six weeks. And so I'll be curious to see if there are any tweaks to the offense now that they've had a week to, you know, not have to set a game plan and and just be able to go back to the basics and maybe not necessarily install, but maybe focus on different things. Um, so it'll be uh, I'll be curious to see how that plays out, plans out or plays out, excuse me, and. Then just the fact that we're playing a team who always plays us so tough and it really doesn't matter. Um, they're very similar to us in, in how they play. They're going to be physical. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to be very sound defensively. They're not going to turn the ball over a lot and they're going to look for turnovers on defense. Um, so it'll be, it'll be, uh, you know, who knows how exciting it'll be. I don't know how high scoring it'll be, um, but it should be a good one to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. 6.30 Saturday night. So it'll be fun. But... Oh, Brett will be tailgating in, in, uh, in Minnesota just all day. Just Maple Grove, just going nuts, flat, you know, waving his flag in his in his little subdivision there. No, you're the one. So I'm having twenty people over, and somehow I'm not invited. So, well, it's uh, father-in-law's birthday party, so it's like, you know, Brits, aunts and uncles and cousins, but doesn't matter. All right, well, so it, there's not. Gonna hey, be you know what? Stop by, not... stop by if you're free. I'm not. I'm not going to be in town, but thanks. Um, <laughs> there you go. No, man, we're uh, we're excited about this one. So. It, the formula doesn't change. I think we're better than K-State. I think we have more talent than they do. And we just got to go down and obviously don't turn the ball over and probably just let's just copy what Iowa does. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. I hate saying that, but. <laughs> no, it's, I think our our, our philosophy and, and Coach Campbell's philosophy is not that different than what, you know, what Ference does. And No, not at all. They, they are very similar, I think. Well, I think it, it kind of is dependent on your team, obviously. If they had a better offense, I'm sure they wouldn't be as, as conservative. And, you know, they got this kid that just literally is just like, you know, backing wedges up two feet from the hole whenever he wants his punt. Yeah, that was, that was pretty <laughs> solid. And then, I think for both teams, the punters were the MVP that in the Yeah, the game. it was, yeah. I mean, the, and if, I think if Penn State's quarterback stays in, they're probably, they were kind of controlling the game. You're up 17 three at one point. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, let's talk about that game a little bit. That was, that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I watched, I watched a good amount of it. And, and, and I get the argument that, and I've seen a lot of Iowa State fans, especially because obviously what I see on, on Twitter is my own little echo chamber of Iowa State fans talking about like, well, well, if the quarterback stays in, you know, Penn State wins by two scores. Well, there's a reason the quarterback didn't stay in. And there's a reason that, that Iowa this year has finished every game, basically at maybe literally fi finished every game facing the backup quarterback. Either they knock him out of the game or they get yanked because I was playing, you know, so well and, and forcing the kid to, to have turnovers. So yeah, I, I get that argument and like I like that argument. As, the hit wasn't even that big. No. I, yeah. But as an Iowa State fan, I like that argument and I'll, I like to throw that in, in the Hawks' face. But at the same time, like, there's a reason the kid wasn't in there anymore. It's because he was, you know, playing against a really physical, quality, you know, elite, elite defense. Yeah. But I think if he, I don't know. That backup was terrible though. He the backup, not, yeah. the I mean, backup that, should not be on scholarship. Well, I wouldn't say that. That's a tough, that's a tough spot to go. It places, you know, it does get loud there and it's, 
you know. Yeah, but he there was up. there were some throws that flat out just oh, no, he, like, should have was, been completed that he that weren't I was just watching the fourth down play. I'm like, okay, you see where the blitz is coming from, just replace the blitz. And he throws mm-hmm. like the back and the flat, and there's just two crossers. Literally one of them would have scored. <clears throat> there's one guy for Iowa there who's following his eyes are inside, but they run that defense where it's like if you're a quarterback and all living eyes are just on you. I mean, they, they, you know, they bring their blitzes, but very rarely are they going to be just line up and man and guys no. trailing. It's just, they don't do that. And that's why they're, you know, their safeties and corners are just <laughs> literally standing there and just, they're in the right position. These, these yeah, but they got their eyes on the quarterback. That's yeah, where they, that's I mean, they get so many picks. yeah, they got a good front seven. So they get a little pressure and then the, uh, and then they can sit back there, play center field. And, and I mean, they've got a lot of picks this year and, and I don't want to take anything away from their DBs because they've. They played obviously. They really got like more picks than anybody in the country in the last like five years by like ten or something. Yeah, it's insane it's, how many turns. I don't understand their D coordinator Parker. It's like how was he not a head coach? Maybe he just doesn't want to be, or and he did not. You know, Ferentz doesn't promote him or something. It's like, I mean, all these D coordinators that are so good. It's like how is he not a head coach? What do you think? Speaking of head coaches, what do you think about Ferentz? Uh, his little comments um, in the media talking about the Penn State players. Um, taking a dive and say, well, you know, the only time anybody ever went, uh, went down with injury was after we had a big play and then they're back in to play later. And he's like, you know, our fans there, we have smart fans that, you know, I think, I think our fans smell the rat. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he did. He came out and and said that. Um, and then, uh, and then Franklin, the Penn state coach came back today and had a little five minute rant in his media session. Um, talking about like, well, what strategy is that? Like when in my history, one, have you ever seen that? And two, what strategy is that who takes a dive to stop the, to stop time against a huddle team? Like I was not a, a tempo offense. They're not, they're not no huddle and flying around. They're a huddle team. Well, I was offense is not good enough where you have to do that anyway. So exactly. I so I think Penn State's and, defense was, was really and, good. And I did think Franklin made a point in the media session. He's like, how would you feel if you were a parent and your kid goes down on the field and all of a sudden you have 65,000 people booing him because he got hurt. Like that's not a great feeling that, that not a great look for the Iowa fans on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like, look, everything, every coach probably doesn't even have every coach has probably done some shady little gamesmanship from time to time and never who cares. It's, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm sure they Penn state was probably just knows that they had an opportunity to win a big game. And mm-hmm. once their quarterback went down, they, he, he did make a funny just, comment. Franklin did when he said, uh, he goes at one point, the ball rolled off the tee on a kickoff and the fan and the crowd booed. What competitive advantage did we get from the ball falling off the tee on a kickoff? Which I, th- I thought was an excellent point. Yeah. They're Iowa fans. They're idiots, but um, <laughs> yes. move on. Uh, I love spicy take Brett. Spicy um, take, Brett. How about this spicy take? Uh, John Gruden will not coach again. Uh, no, he will not. Uh, no, he's not going to be involved with football. He's going to take whatever money he's made and he should go hide somewhere. That's you know what I say that. And then there's some, somebody will hire him. Yeah. No, five years from now, he's made his amends. He's feels, you know, he's, he's done that what he needs to do. And, uh, analyst somewhere. Exactly. No. Uh, and he'll be a head coach. He'll have again. his own podcast or something. And no, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, um, he will do that. I just, I mean, it's one thing to have those views and be that, you know, just be that bad. It's a, it's another thing to email that even if it's your private email, like you're emailing somebody who is like, you know, insert team name.com. Like would you, maybe it's just like an age thing and some, you know, maybe his his generation in late fifties just doesn't quite 
grasp technology to realize that and maybe that, 2011 those messages or, aren't going away ever well and I, you know i guess i'll say in 2011 at the time whenever you're sending these emails we hadn't quite got to the point we are now in terms of you know things popping up but man that, that was um I mean, he basically, he, he checked every box, right? I'm going to go after <laughs> color. I'm going to go after, you know, the yeah, sexual orientation, oh my gen- gender. I mean, gender, it's like, and the crazy thing is, and, and this has been covered you know, top to bottom by all these different organizations, but I mean, what, there's what 650,000 emails <laughs> about the, you know, about the Washington football team. I should say that just kind of, it'll probably be like deflate. What was it? The, no, it wasn't the flake gate. It was when the Patriots were stealing. Oh, the uh, Hillary's Spygate. emails. Is that what, is yeah. that what you're talking? Oh, not, not Hillary's Hillary. emails. Okay. <laughs> Apologies, not Spygate. When Spygate happened, and then they just deleted the, the evidence. So, hey, I tell you what, there's a lot of uh, a lot of NFL personnel that woke up the next morning and just were scrubbing oh, emails. <laughs> doesn't matter. You scrub them all. Just, you want. De- just there. De- select all, delete. <laughs> Oh no, that, that was, I mean, I have seen people on and again, Twitter is, I shouldn't look at it cause it's just a toxic place, but people that are arguing with like, well, these were private emails between two individuals. So he got fired. He got fired for his thoughts. Yeah, man. Like when, when your thoughts are like that, you should get fired. I mean, you're, you're in a position of authority. You're, you're a coach, you're a leader of, you know, a leader of an organization, a leader of men, you know, so to speak in, in, in terms of the football team. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should be fired if those are your views, especially the, you know, what a, a pro football locker room looks like in terms of diversity. And then, you know, they have the only, uh, the only player in the NFL and the active player in the NFL that is out as far as his, his sexual orientation that like, that's, that's a guy in your locker room. How do you, I don't know how you walk in the next day and, and can look at those guys, you know, look those guys in the eye. So it's, uh, yeah, he need to be gone. And I love the fact that they say he resigned. He didn't resign. He got fired. It's like he needed to be fired, not not to be able to be resigned. Yeah, it's um be tough to face your team. <laughs> it would be tough. But I, I don't it it's I don't see Gruden as like he kind of was like this media darling and you know, he's different, he grits his face and you know this he's, he's, old, he's old school, he's now for old school, it's kind of like this young Mike Holmgren tree and Andy Reed and like this, you know, young offensive whiz. And all of a sudden it's like, but like, do these emails, like what we know of John Gruden and his attitude and how it, like, is anybody really surprised? Me. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, looks back like, surprised by this. Yeah, I could absolutely see him being like this. Yes. Just hundred percent. So no, I'm not surprised, but I do think also there's probably, there's probably a good amount of not, I want to say a lot, but coaches out there who, will deal with like, not deal with, but have, have coached and recruited, whether it be college or coached in the NFL, like black players or just different types of players who just do it. Cause they know they need to, they need to be with those players to win. Yeah. They don't exactly have their best interest at heart or don't really care about them as people or, you know, could be racist or say all the, all the different things. So I wouldn't be, <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked if you would, you know, no, if- fo- football is very much an old boys club. Um, and it, I mean, if you look around the NFL college football, college football is better than the NFL, but it is very much, uh, not just an old boys club, but it's just an old, you know, it's an old white guy's game to be a, a head football coach. Um, so, ho- you know, hopefully this, this sparks, you know, sparks some change, you know, whether it's in hiring practices or if nothing else, just, 
is, is a shot across the bow to anybody that, uh, you know, talks, thinks, God forbid, emails, things like this, um, that, that that's no longer acceptable, uh, in, in the world of, you know, the NFL or, or just sports in general. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's not a coach anymore and hopefully, yeah. I, I don't know, he'll walk away with some money. I'm sure just because, um, you know, you know, whether it's like an, cause I'm sure he knows he's probably got those emails himself when it's like, wait a minute. Exactly. You know, so maybe like a non-disclosure and we'll pay you 20 million to shut up and go away kind of a thing. Yep. All right. Onto a more, uh, a a, a better, uh, yeah, no doubt a a better topic of conversation. Then I don't really have anything else after this, but just college football as a whole is, is what a wild Saturday we had last week. Like if there was ever a week for Iowa state not to play so that we could all just sit on a couch, drink some beers and, and watch every game that was going on, man, last Saturday was fantastic. Uh, week of college football. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, every kind of window, right? The 11 o'clock window was OU Texas. And then the afternoon window was, um, I think that was kind of the Iowa game. And then, you know, two night games, it was Alabama getting beat. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one other game that was good. Oh, was it, that, was it Arkansas? Went to like overtime with Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. What was the other game? It was one other game. It was yeah, Arkansas scored at the end and then went for two and didn't get it. Yeah. So Ole Miss uh, hung on like to win call, there. Though. I'll just go win it there. Yeah. Yeah. The Alabama game though, to lose to an unranked, uh, A&M team. Um, have you seen the video of his family that went viral? The, yeah, it was pretty, you could see watch that. that. I mean, cool. you talk about a ride or die that girl, like she, she like bust down crazy. I don't know if it's wife, girlfriend, what it is, but she just, she's completely invested. He makes the kick. She breaks down. She looks up, sees everyone, uh, charge in the field and she does not hesitate. She's going to go find 47. She hops the wall and takes off. Yeah, uh, I thought that cool. was really cool. That was, that was cool yeah. to see. I mean, you sit there and you think about A&M though. And just like the, and somebody was like, one of the, one of the, like the NFL gurus are like, yeah, A&M has like five first, second round picks. <laughs> so it's like, they, they just, you know, kind of screwed up at quarterback and didn't and one guy gets hurt and messing around with stuff. But that to me is like watching that game. And then like even our games, like when we play, you know, we'll play Kansas state or, you know, the Iowa game against Penn state and looking at like the talent gap between the teams in the SC because A&M's had a top five class every year for like since Jimbo's got there. I mean, it's just like, I hate, you know, the SEC, all this, and it's annoying, but it's like, yeah, there's so much talent in that league. And I would, I would, I don't know. Like if you put, if you put say like Penn state or Iowa against to go play, to play A&M, there's just so many athletes on A&M's team and so many, I mean, obviously Bama's is Bama, but I mean, A&M is just like, they got good. Like this guy that returned the kick for him, took a kickback for a touchdown outside to block punt. He's like a 10, 200 guy, world-class speed. Just all, all, throw this guy back there, returns kick for a touchdown. Yeah. All the receivers they have, they got two or three D line, their NFL guys. It's like, I mean, that's, that's one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to is, is Iowa. I mean, who are we kidding? They're probably going to run on the table because their division in the big 10 is absolute garbage. And then all of a sudden they're going to have to face some of these teams. And I am so excited to see Iowa's defense. Cause I, I think Iowa's defense is fantastic. I'm so excited to see them play an offense with just speed everywhere. That's going to be so much fun. I mean, the chess match that'll go on between coordinators will be so much fun to watch. Um, so that, yeah, I'm, the SEC is is wild. Alabama getting beat wild is wild. They got beat by an unranked team and dropped two spots in the in the rankings. And I get like they are still probably the best team in college football, but 
do the, if the results don't matter, then let's just, you know, line up Georgia and Alabama right now and we'll play for the title today. Um, but otherwise, like if you lose, everybody else is going to drop five or six, seven spots and they drop two spots. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I guess, I don't know who, I guess it's a certain thing of like, you know, who else are they going to put there? All the other teams that were, they were there. I mean, I mean, and I'm not arguing, you know, for or against either way. Uh, just, I'm saying that if anybody else loses to an unranked team, they're dropping pretty far and Alabama does it. It's like, well, okay. They lost, but if you look at the rankings, it's like, okay. So they have Ohio state is right behind them. Penn state is behind them. You're not going to put Michigan's not better than Alabama. Oregon's not Michigan state, all these teams. So yeah, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's a common sense thing to me. It's like, yeah, we know they're still probably the best team or at least one of the top two or three best teams in college football. My only thing is like the, but which is, but if anybody else is in that situation, loses to an unranked team, they're really sliding down the board, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, it is Cincinnati's it is. third. Now this, I was too. Cincinnati, Oklahoma's fourth, like Oklahoma's probably not the fourth best team in the country. Uh, who knows? With their new quarterback. Well, they got a con- a court. I'm glad you said then they got a quarterback controversy now. So no, they don't. They're going to, I mean, they're going to play. <laughs> There's no controversy. You think it's the new kid? What is it? Williams? The, Williams, the freshman? He was the number yeah. one player overall in his class. Spencer He's- Rattler was the number one Heisman contender coming into the season. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's not playing well this year. So this no, I mean, he's not, but it's just, it's wild to me that a kid that before the ball was snapped this year and, and he was, he was very much deserving of the accolades after the way he played last year, but a, the Heisman front runner just got benched by a, by a true freshman. Um, just, you know, I, you really hate to see it for, for teams like Texas and Oklahoma. You hate to see them see adversity. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I listened to, Trent Dilfer was on a podcast and he works with a lot of these quarterbacks. And he was just saying that Rattler definitely is a kid who's not to say it's a bad thing, but he's, you know, he's going to be on social media. He's going to be out there. And this Caleb William kid is just different in terms of like his, his demeanor is just flatline the whole time, which I, I think saw is, some... is pretty good for playing the quarterback position. That's kind of the demeanor that you want. And so I don't know, there's going to be like you just, just boring. Like and yeah, yeah. It's great demeanor. Um, okay. Just kidding. Uh, um, did you see, and this came up, it came out, I've never seen it before, but it came out, I think because of all this stuff, the Spencer Rattler, how he was seen walking off the field by himself after the game, not celebrating with the team. He didn't celebrate uh, Caleb Williams, the long touchdown run. And then some uh, videos popped up of him in high school, like interacting with his team and, his, and just yelling at his receivers and his receivers being like, like, dude, all you do is just, is like criticize and yell at us and you never say anything good. And you never like, all you do is put us down. It's like, you're the cockiest dude out here. And like Spencer Rattler was, I mean, I don't know him personally. And I'm basing this purely off of these videos from high school. Kid was a piece of shit in high school. I mean, he is not somebody that you would want to hang around with and, 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 you know, go to battle with Uh super, super talented, but at least in high school, not a kid that you'd uh, you'd want to strap it up with on on Friday nights, but yeah, but he this is the first time he's faced adversity, probably. So we'll see how he reacts. I mean, most likely if this Caleb Williams takes over and is the guy through the rest of the year, Rattler will. Oh yeah, he'll have, he'll have you know. I, I mean, he some... started basically every school and not named yeah. you know you know less like five schools and with, with good quarterbacks, right? I mean, he's he's that good, so he'll have options if he if he decides to transfer at the end of the year and you know, maybe this will humble him a little bit. I saw something that really made my, my, 
you know, brain start working real hard is, uh, what if Spencer Rattler transfers to Iowa? I mean, to, to put that kind of quarterback, um, with, uh, you know, with that program, the, just the discipline, the defense that they have, I, I don't know that, that made my head start spinning a little bit. So certainly hope that that doesn't happen. We don't need to face, well, I don't know. We might never play Iowa again, so who knows, but, um, but the Iowa fans would be insufferable if all of a sudden Spencer Rattler showed up uh, in black and gold. Um, I'm going to guess that probably is not going to happen. No, no, this, pu- this, is, this is purely a hypothetical <laughs> situation. <laughs> no, not. I mean, if I were him, I would, uh, I mean, look, there's the SEC schools that will probably do just about anything to get a good player like him. So yeah, he's not going to jo- have any. I mean, we talked about it last week, Georgia, is always screwing up the quarterback position. That's going to be why they're not going to win because Alabama is going to be good enough to to be more effective offensively versus them. And Alabama's quarterback is like a number one pick type of kid. And Georgia's quarterbacks are like future GAs and college coaches. <laughs> I mean, just that straight is, up. That is a great. A great I'm just way being to put honest, it. like it, that's you know they're I mean they're whatever they're they're five stars they're they're high recruits. One I think was at USC, but. I mean, if you look at, they're just kind of guys where it's like, they're going to be super young coordinators at Florida, you know, international when they're they're 28. But this is like (laughs) the, you know, this is the same program that, you know, had Justin Fields and who was the other kid, Jake Fromm, you know, in the program. And I understand they had a lot of success with Fromm, but if you're just looking at the position and look at those two players and that's who you pick and that's probably what, because you know George is right there with Alabama in terms of talent and yeah, you put Justin Fields on that team. Come on, man! If he wins a starting yeah. job and doesn't leave, I mean, you got to think Not that they difficult. <laughs> it it just isn't like yeah. So, but sometimes defensive coaches don't manage quarterbacks really well. Quarterbacks and kickers they screw them up. So, you know, it's Kirby's a defensive guy, and he just needs to bring in like I mean, think about Saban's done. He brought he probably hates Lane Kiffin, but he brought him in because. Hey, he can call plays and he knows how to work a quarterback. Yeah, he's a good X and O's guy. He transformed their entire program. Yep. Where they now they have the, I mean, their defense isn't, hasn't been great this year, but typically the Alabama defenses, and I'm sure they'll get it together. And, but that defense, and now they have these offenses that are just ridiculous. Yeah. And they have the best runner receivers that we've ever seen in the past handful of years. And they just reload and they're going to have, two or three more first round guys coming out probably in the future. So do you think that their run of receivers is better than like the Todd Miller, John Davis, Austin Flynn, Todd Blythe, Mylon Moses, Marquise Hamilton, RJ summer, do you like better than that run of receivers? So if you look at, let's see, they had Amari Cooper. I, I, you know what? I, Julio forget John. it. We don't, we don't need to look up stats. We don't need to look up NFL yeah, longevity. Waddle, <laughs> trophy winner. Um, Who's the guy? Yeah, they've had like seven first round. Okay, you've, you've made your point. Moving on. Um, actually, I don't really have anything to move on to. That's pretty much all I got. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get after K State this week. Uh, love to get a win down in Manhattan. Hasn't happened for a long, long time. Perfect, uh, perfect year to do it. Let's uh, let's get this thing turned around. Stay on the the right, head in the right direction here, and uh, finish strong. Anything else? Finish strong. We're like halfway through the season. What are you talking about? I don't know. Well, we're on the downside of the season now, aren't we? You know, kind of heading hey, towards the finish line. One and oh. Let's go down to Manhattan and get out of that dump with a win. <laughs> this is a bad town. <laughs> I mean, uh, a- I Ames, Ames isn't, you know, 
isn't Ames isn't City, what? Right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's it's yeah, but speaking of New York City, yeah. the fact that they're called Manhattan and they're just a trash town is hilarious. No apple. No, Manhattan's terrible. It was it's at at the rough scene. That's a tough place to host a visit, is what we call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you guys gonna do? <laughs> yeah, we go to a house party, but all right, go cyclones. Let's get the win. We'll check back in next week. That's right. Go state.